Throughout this season, we're highlighting other indie Black podcasts telling our stories. Black Belt Voices shares the richness of Black Southern culture by telling stories from and about Black folks down South. You'll hear from the innovators, the disruptors, local legends, and up-and-comers. Listen and subscribe to Black Belt Voices on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Hey, welcome to You Had Me at Black. I'm Martina Abraham Zalunga. This story comes from Taylor. She's an avid traveler who grew up in between Maryland and Los Angeles. She's a videographer. She's adventurous. She's creative. And she has sickle cell disease. Taylor grew up trying to downplay the physical constraints that sickle cell put on her body. But while on vacation in Mexico, her act unraveled. Here's what happened. So, I guess, you know, black girl magic and all that good shit, I am definitely a motherfucking mermaid. I took my shirt off, I was like, oh yeah, this is cool. But they start taking everything off, I was like, niggas don't skinny dip. Black women are healers, and nobody can tell me any different. You're listening to You Had Me At Black. So the very beginning of this story, you have to know that I have sickle cell. So when the blood cells sickle over, oxygen is not allowed to pass through, blood cells clot. It feels like your blood cells definitely can't breathe, but then you also feel panicked and you also feel like you're unable to, to listen to your body you you know it takes our our brain needs oxygen all of our organs need oxygen and when you don't have oxygen you you feel like helpless when you think about sickle cell and you think about the amount of oxygen it takes to allow your blood cells to pump regularly it's just not worth the risk of being in a compromised situation I'm very adventurous. I like to travel. I like to stay out late. I'm physically active. I'm fit. I I think for me, I always try to ignore symptoms and I always try to like be really strong and hide different feelings I had, just really striving to be normal, really striving not to cause much stress. So I'm planning this trip to Mexico City with my sister. It's October, it's our birthday month, and we want to go for Day of the Dead. We planned this amazing trip. My sister's an artist, so we had to go see Frida Kahlo's house. We had to go eat cockroaches. We had to go eat fresh elote because we are Angelinos um, and we wanted to try the real thing. And we had to see the pyramids. It's like the sun, the moon, and, you know, if you are a traveler, you probably have, like, looked at some things on Instagram before or just on blogs and been excited, like, reading through other people's experience. And people are like, the views from the top are amazing, and you can see so far, you just feel like you're on top of the world, and it's just like a bird's eye view of this this little city, and I thought, I really, I can't wait to get to the top and to see what I'm going to see. 
for a sickle cell, you need a lot of oxygen. Looking up the, the elevation for the pyramids, it's such and such feet high, and everything is checking out all right. So the night before we went to the pyramids, my sister and I met up with some friends for dinner and drinks, and they're local to Mexico City. I was really excited to catch up with them to, you know, add some more things to our list to find out all the Dia de los Muertos events that were happening. And they were excited for us to see the pyramids. And even in our discussion of the pyramids, they were like, one of them, one of their family is from Oaxaca. So he was like, one time when you come, we have to go to Oaxaca. And I was like, I can't go to Oaxaca because I know the elevation is high there. And I, we kind of lamented like, oh, Taylor won't be able to go to Oaxaca because it's, you know, it's too high there. Unless we give her an oxygen tank, she won't be able to go. So it's the morning of us going to the pyramids. We did stay out a little too late the night before, had a lot of drinks. You know, we, we try to just take it slow. We just know that this is something that we want to do. We order the Uber, and it's a nice long drive out of the city. It's just a lot of houses, lots of different colors. We're taking a lot of, of video for Instagram to let everyone know where we are and what we're doing. We get there, you know, and it's a typical kind of setup as we've used to seeing from having visited other tourist attractions during our trip. And so there's the souvenir shops on the side. We'd also seen some like motorbikes when we came up. So we we're like, oh, maybe after the pyramids, we'll go ride some motorbikes. I remember, you know, walking and observing all these things and slowly I'm feeling kind of woozy. I'm trying to kind of assess my body. So we're walking towards the pyramids and it's beautiful, but I'm not starting to feel any better. Like I didn't feel this way in the Uber. I felt this way only when I got out. And my sister, she's my stepsister, so she does not have sickle cell. But she happens to date a, a guy that also has sickle cell. She looks at me and she's like, are you all right? And I'm kind of like being very headstrong, like, no, no, I'll be fine. Let me just like catch my breath real quick. I really wanted to just explore this. I wanted to hike this pyramid. And then I start to feel an intense pain I've never felt before. I felt super lightheaded. Everything around me was kind of not moving or I couldn't quite figure out where it was moving. I had to sit down. It was kind of an overcast day, but for me, everything was coming in super bright, very bright, very dizzy on top of the fact that my body started aching in my, in my back. It's like a very acute feeling of my body not being able to access the oxygen it needs to keep going. That feeling just feels like something else is running the show. And I felt like I almost was, was going to close my eyes and not wake up again. And then it clicked. In my research, I had thought that I saw the elevation in feet, when in fact I saw it in meters. Having been an avid traveler, I didn't, 
I, I'd never made this mistake before. I'm really thorough in my research. I know my boundaries. But this time, I think the excitement of this trip and not thinking that Mexico City had this high of elevation, I, I kind of let my guard down. Luckily, once that clicked, I had I had internet service. I looked again, and I looked at my sister with these huge eyes, and I said, we have to go. It feels like I can't breathe. It feels like I can hardly keep my eyes open. If I don't get out, I don't know what will happen. Can you order the Uber and get us out of here? She said, of course. Let's go. Let's get out of here. Do you need anything before we get in this Uber back down? And I said, no, but I'm so sorry. Do you want me to take a picture of you? And she's looking at me like, girl, if you don't, turn around and get in this Uber. My story begins in September 2020. I'm months into the panty, and Corona has taken a lot, including my energy, creativity, and sanity. One day, I plopped down with my notebook, willing something, anything to come out. I've been saying that I wanted to write a book, and since I can't really go anywhere, why not try now? But the page stays empty. My anxiety and loneliness seeps in, dimming whatever creative spark I may have had. My roommate Jasmine walks in and asks me to help her move some furniture. Where does she get the energy? I'm squatting to pick up the couch when she goes, Eh, you know you've been doodling in your notebook for hours. (laughs) Hardy har har, Jasmine. I tell her, look, honestly, it's a little scary how little creative energy I have. Jasmine nods. She's like, yeah, living through a pandemic will exhaust you. But it wasn't just that. The world has been on fire for months now, and I'm craving a way to express how that and everything makes me feel. The problem is, I don't know where to start. Jasmine gets this excited look on her face. I recently saw something that I wanted to sign up for. I think you should too. It's called the kinship. The what? The kinship, she says. You know the podcast you had me at Black? Yeah, well, their team created it. It's a digital community designed to nurture your inner creative and give you a creative outlet. They got workshops, creative sessions, virtual meetups, and creative prompts to get your creative juices flowing. It sounds dope as hell. Y'all, I run to my room. I'm signing up now, I shout behind me. Finally, some hope and some inspiration. Take it from me. You may be on lockdown, but your creativity doesn't have to be. Join the kinship at www.youhadmeatblack.com slash kinship. We got in the Uber and went down what I guess was this mountain (laughs) that didn't feel like it. And even Mexico City alone's elevation is very high, but I felt very comfortable in the city and I didn't feel, you know, fatigued or in pain there. But it was just when we got to the pyramids, I really felt like I had pushed my limit way too far. And I remember leaving and being so deflated and just accepting, like, I'll never know what it looks like 
for myself from the top. Like I'll only know that from other people's pictures. And that was really like disheartening and defeating just having to accept like you won't know what that looks like, but you got to see it from the bottom and you shouldn't have even done that. I remember getting to the hotel feeling so relieved. And my sister was like, you really like we're going to try to hike that pyramid when you were feeling that winded and that lightheaded and that, you know, compromise. And I said, you know, that's that is really crazy that I would continue to press on and try to ignore every single signal that my body was literally flashing at me. And I was like. I, I I won't do that again. Like, I really, I know better. I will say I'm happy I got to see it with my own eyes. I'm sad I didn't get to walk the steps, but I'm glad that I know my boundaries and that I'm glad that I, I made it out. I will say after that experience, I had to learn how to say no or how to say no, but I can do this and communicate that with others. And I think it's awkward for me. I like to be a very private person. But what I've learned is that when it comes to my body, I have to advocate for it more. And I have to kind of disclose some things about my health that other people wouldn't necessarily have to. And I have to explain some things to people that kind of sounds strange and sounds maybe made up or sounds hard to believe because outwardly I look fine. I want to tell this story because it not only gives you kind of a taste of what it's like to have an illness, but it's also exciting to hear about travels gone wrong. I think we always see people's highlight reels and I could have easily posted a picture of me at a pyramid smiling and no one would know everything I went through to get there and everything I took away from walking away from that place and the new boundaries that are set. And so I think it's important to tell stories that uncover a little more about what seem like little blips in our life, but often illuminate so much more about what we go through and the lessons we learn along the way. Thanks for listening to You Had Me at Black. If you like what you just heard, leave a rating or review wherever you're listening right now. It helps more people find the show. We're a podcast, but also so much more. To join our community, The Kinship, to attend our live storytelling kickbacks and creative workshops, or to learn how you can partner with us, visit our website, youhadmeatblack.com. You Had Me at Black is hosted and executive produced by me, Martina Abraham Zalunga. Nicole Hill produced this episode. Akira Charles and Chelsea Daniel made it sound good. And Nalise Wazungu holds us all together. Peace.